Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Brazil. I got my man Cena Jad here with me. I got my man Iggy Rodriguez here with me. Iggy, we'll start with you. You're the guest. How you doing tonight, buddy? Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. Uh, we mentioned it just a bit ago. Dodgers are up 800 runs right now. It gives me <laughs> they're giving me just enough hope to break my heart in spectacular fashion the way that they do every fucking year, man. Every year they're going to get but, you again. But today, right now, we're good. We're good to go. Yeah, today, be happy. It's not going to last very long, as as Dodgers fans, especially recently, know. Uh, doesn't look like you'll get the Astros if you do move on. So I guess that part is kind of nice. And you're you're in LA. You're a you're a Lakers guy too. Lakers just yeah, won. I heard that's kind of nice. It it was weird. It just doesn't it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't. There wasn't like they only looted for like a night. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so light in LA. I feel, I feel so robbed of my looting. I don't know. It's, uh, it, it feels weird. It really does. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, if that's that's the best of it, or if that's the worst of it, I guess things could be different. But yeah, it, it, LeBron won his fourth one. The Lakers got another one, obviously, in the year of Kobe, which is nice. And Sia, you yeah. have some Magic Johnson stuff behind you. Are you happy that the Lakers won? I'm happy for LeBron. I mean, I'm happy for some of these guys that, that are just sort of behind the scenes a little bit, like Rajon Rondo, you know, getting another title th- this late in his career. I mean, I'm I'm happy that the Lakers are kind of back. And, and, you know, with the Kobe tragedy, they could actually kind of do something to memorialize that in a, in a positive way a little bit. So, yeah, but I got to be honest, as happy I, I am about that, like I'm a little upset because Michael – you know, I'm yeah, supposed know. to be the handsome one on the live stream, Ugh. and you just bring this guy on, and all of a sudden, and then Michael you know, looks great in his flannel. Yeah, I got I my know. sweet flannel I on know. too. It actually, so uh, adorable story about this flannel. I have a matching one with my wife. Mine says Mister on the back. Hers says Mrs. How freaking oh, bro, cute is that? That's though? amazing. How cute is that? Come on, guys, that's adorable. Who doesn't? That love is that? adorable. Thank you. Maybe I'm gonna start liking you. I want to reach to the screen and give you a kiss on your forehead, Iggy. It's gonna be you and me the rest of the way. I think we're gonna have to kick Michael out of this show. Well, That's okay. Thankfully, thankfully, I am the uh, the captain of the this moderator. Show. <laughs> Not much to do about that, Sia. But no, we are here to talk the NFL betting lines of Week Six. Just a couple things of note: uh, we have a couple games that got moved around. We don't have a Thursday night game, which is pretty weird. So I'm sure the players are pretty happy about that. So you know, good for them. They kind of got out of one of those games, but it should be fun. We got Iggy here, and, and Sia. Just one last thing. I mean understanding that you are now the second most handsome man on the show. I mean, Iggy was on The Bachelorette, and I think that just started like last night or something. I don't know. Somebody told me about that. So, Iggy, do you have any like insider information out of curiosity for us? Oh, I've got a lot of insider. About yeah. the season or just in general? I guess in general, but let's hold on to that. Let's hold on to that. Okay, maybe we'll maybe that I don't want to know. Maybe I want to no, 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 keep no, the mystery, no, keep the magic. You, no, you, no, you, that's you, a nice te- that's a nice teaser though, Iggy. Like as we go through the show, maybe you could like at towards yeah. the end of the show, like drop a couple like cool facts on us that like nobody would ever know because uh, this show is like incredibly popular. I mean, it's Very, just unbelievable. Yeah. I, I feel like I missed like the really big popularity wave, like the social craze, by like a season or two. No, truly, like the most recent seasons, those guys, those guys and girls, like they just they, they whether you're like irrelevant or not, they absolutely blow up. And it's I missed I missed it by a little bit, but it's no. okay. I'm hey, here man, now. You're, you're here now. Exactly. You're here yeah. with us now. And actually, we have a comment already. Is Iggy a part of Win Daily? Just watched his season of Paradise. So, Quinn, tell us <laughs> Wait, how much I'm how so much fun you had to deal with that person. How much fun was Iggy on Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor in Paradise, wherever the hell that shit is? I don't that's know, but whatever. Great. That's enough. 
that that's almost too much bachelor and bachelorette talk for me not not quite i do want a couple of those nuggets but as i said we're going to be rolling through the games today we're going to be talking a little bit about these betting lines where we want to put some of our money last week sia by himself went nine and four i kind of just tailed along with him so i got to make some money along the way so hopefully we can do that again we're going to have iggy here breaking down some of the games with us so it should be a good good time so uh let's start you know let's start with the washington football club it's the second game on my list but i want to start it now sia you texted me earlier today or yesterday if i'm not mistaken you said washington plus three it's a steal put your money on it game open at minus three and a half to the giants it's now down to two and a half we have more bets on the washington football club and we have a lot more money on the washington football club sia why why is plus three a steal and are you still going to take it at plus two and a half uh, well, first of all, I already took it at plus three, and I literally texted every single person I knew. Mm-hmm. And this was this is just a line that I absolutely love, and and a little bit of it is recency bias. We saw what Alex Smith did in that game, but Alex Smith isn't playing. Alex Smith was horrible. Kyle right. Allen's better. When Kyle Allen was in the game for you know part of the first quarter, he was at least competent. And so you take a competent quarterback against Daniel Jones. And then you've got a, a better defensive front with Washington, you know, as, as it compares to uh, the Giants. And the skill position players may be a touch better with New York, but I mean, it's it's certainly not uh, a chasm there. So I, I I I can't believe Washington's getting three points. This should be a pick'em game, and it's not. So give me Washington. Give me the points for sure. I think it's quickly trending to a pick'em game. Uh, Iggy, I know out in California, you guys don't have legalized sports betting yet, so I do not expect you to put any money on this game whatsoever. But in case you, you know, move to a state or just happen to be located, or your your phone might think you're located, whatever in a specific state, where would you potentially put your money now that the game again is at two and a half points to the Giants? I actually agree with that, man. Um, I think they're both pretty horrendous. So I think when, when, when two really bad teams play, I feel like they play down to each other's level and it, it becomes a little more of a pick em game. Um, so I, I like the two and a half points. I, I take that all day. I, I, I agree with them. Yeah, I think um, the thing is the Giants have won four games in their division the last three years, and they're all against the, the formerly uh, known as the Redskins, the Washington football team. So if there's one game the Giants can win, this, this is literally it. This is literally the only jam- game the Giants have a chance to win. So I'm, I'm not going to put my money on the Giants. I, I wish I got it at three and a half. Uh, Sia, I did not put money on this game out of respect, I think, for myself. So I didn't take it at three. It's, as you said, already now at two and a half. So that one is uh, out the window. Uh, now, so that's a uh, NFC East matchup. Let's move on to the AFC South, another barn burner. We got the Texans going to the Titans. This game opened at minus five and a half to the Titans. The game's now come down to minus three and a half, and that's with 70% of the bets on the Titans and 80% of the money on the Titans. So something scares me about that line movement. We just watched the Titans kick the shit out of the Bills last night, Tuesday Night Football. Iggy, if you're going to take some money and maybe put it on this game, where are you going to take minus three and a half to the Titans? Are you kidding me? They're going to win by, I don't know. It- if they say don't 40. win by say forty, just yeah, say it. I was gonna, I was gonna say, say fourteen. If oh. they don't win by by a couple of touchdowns, I'm I'm shocked. They absolutely ran all over the Bills yesterday, who were four and zero and actually looked like really competitive for the first four weeks. Like they took a shit on those guys. It was really bad. I I can't imagine that they don't win that game by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird. I don't understand the live mo- line movement. Is as someone much. hurt? Is there something I don't know? Like what's 
I don't know. I think COVID made the Titans stronger. I think that's what we kind of figured out. Maybe, you know, that's that's something uh, that that's something might work. Sia, talk to me a little bit. Why do you think this line moved two points in the wrong direction? That's just very that's 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 something to pay attention to. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, five and a half is a little strong. So maybe it was just a natural adjustment off of a line that was just misplaced from the outset. But yeah, I agree. I, I don't understand. Like, this is one of those where you do have to track the line movement, though, as the week goes. Like, don't put your money on this game right now, in my opinion. See see if the money is still on Houston, but, you know, the line's still three and a half because that that type of movement tells me I have to take Houston. So I'm not going to do it because I agree with Iggy that – Tennessee, I mean, especially, you know, with A.J. Brown healthy and Derrick Henry really hasn't really been unleashed yet. And, and you know, Deshaun's going to be able to, to pass against that secondary for sure. But at the end of the day, you got Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown who are just going to mow through that defense. So I agree with Iggy, but it's 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 a no play for me right now. But because we're kind of like keeping track of records, I got to be honest, because of where the money is, I have to go with the Texans. It's It's like I hate to do it. But from what you just told me, for right now, I'm just going to go ahead and take the Texans and keep my fingers crossed. It is. Yeah, it I, is I, I, Titans are a better football team. I, I, I roll with them. A Agree. Bit. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Very clearly a better football team. Again, that's why the line movement is very confusing. And that that's the kind of stuff that that's why we like to pay attention to it. But it kind of scares the hell out of me sometimes. Uh, moving on, we have the Atlanta Falcons, the Dan Quinn less and uh Thomas Dimitrioff, maybe that was their GM. I don't know. He was terrible, too. Both of them have gotten fired. They're traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The line opened at minus three and a half to the Vikings. It is now minus four and a half to the Vikings. Almost all the money is on the Vikings. Almost all the bets are on the Vikings as well. Sia, do you think Matt Ryan can pass on the secondary that pretty much barely exists? I mean, I guess anybody can pass on this secondary, but Matt Ryan, you do have to raise the question. I mean, all I know, what I know that Matt Ryan is going to do is he's, he's going to lock in on a receiver the whole game and he's not going to go through his progressions because apparently he's being, he's afraid to get hit or something because he doesn't, he looks like a shell of himself and what he was before, like, wasn't amazing anyway. So I, I got to take the Vikings here. Um, even if this kicks up to like four and a half, five, I love what the Vikings did against Seattle. They're definitely going to be playing for their sort of their season in a sense, even though a lot of people think their season is over. There is an extra wild card spot this this year. And you know, the Vikings haven't looked bad in half their games. They've looked really bad in the other half. So I like the I think the Falcons have just kind of I, I don't see them getting a bump uh because of a coaching change like you know we we saw a team mm-hmm. get potentially last week. So yeah, give me the Vikings. The Texans got that little bump. Granted they were playing the Jags. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if this is really a great spot for the Falcons. Iggy, what do you what are you thinking for this game? Who do you think comes out the winner? This this one scares me a bit. I think to see his point, like the Vikings could just absolutely lay an egg. And if they're playing well, they look competitive. And if they're not playing well, they look really, really bad. And are they who, are they traveling? Uh, it's in Minnesota, so Atlanta is in Minnesota. Yeah, I I think just because the team is it's a better football team, I have to take the Minnesota Vikings. But I would not be surprised if. You know, I take a look at that game and, and Atlanta's up by, well, it doesn't really matter what they're up by the half. Um, I, I would true. not be super shocked. I would not be super shocked <laughs> if Atlanta squeaks this out by a field goal. I really wouldn't. I think, especially after that loss last week like against Seattle, like what a fucking heartbreaker, you know, yeah. like they're down a couple guys defensively. I just, I, both quarterbacks just are not very good in my opinion. So it's, this one's a toss up. I will go with the Vikings because they're a better football team, but I would not be surprised. I'm not putting a lot of money on on this mm. particular game. Well, if you that. could, 
if you could put money on it, you wouldn't put a lot of money on it. <laughs> that's right? yeah, that's correct. That's, that's correct. That's if I could, correct, that is yeah. correct. If you could, yes. you wouldn't put a lot on it. See what do you got? Correct. No, I just want to note, like Julio didn't play last week. He's mm-hmm. he's probably trending on playing this week, so that uh, that factors in obviously. And then of course Dalvin Cook's Dalvin Cook, most yeah. likely not playing. And Alexander Madison is is a fine replacement at least for a game or two. So not much of a downgrade there. But to Iggy's point, you know, if Julio's back, you, you know, you have your whole host of of weapons other than maybe Hayden Hurst who might be banged up a little bit. But uh, you know, it's a nice complement of receivers but I'll still take Minnesota. Yeah, it's it's still, it's a very weird game. I'm kind of curious how it turns out. Uh, I feel like with as bad as, as Iggy, as Iggy said, it didn't really, ma- doesn't matter how much the Falcons are up by. It's like, do they blow the entire lead or do they just blow enough of it to cover the score? So it's just kind of, it's one of those things that's very worrisome and uh, definitely pay attention. And yes, thank you, Sia. Dalvin Cook should be out this game because uh, I think the Vikings have a bye next week. So they'll give him a couple weeks off. But yes, I think it's pretty important. So, uh, let's move on to the next game. We have the Chicago Bears traveling to Charlotte to play the North Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Panthers opened at minus three. It has now come down to minus one and a half. I think the Panthers are a team that Sharps are interested in. And the Bears, we saw what they did on Thursday Night Football against Tom Brady and the Bucks, But the Panthers have looked way better. They're now the favorite, which maybe is a reason why... of the bets are on the Panthers, but over 80% of the money is on the Bears. Uh, See, I think I started with Iggy last time. See, talk to me. I know you you liked the Panthers last week and you liked Chicago last week, so you got both of those bets right. Who are you liking this week? Minus one and a half to the Panthers. I think the disrespect for the Bears is kind of funny. I mean, I can't believe this line opened at minus three, and I'm glad it went down to minus one and a half. I mean, I'll keep this one kind of short and sweet. You know, I looked at the Panthers' schedule so far this year because I was assuming with their record that, like, they might have had a couple layups in there. They've really played a pretty tough schedule. You know, just as tough, if not tougher, than Chicago. I like what they're doing on offense. Chicago's secondary is really good. Their defense is really good. So they're not going to be clicking on offense like they they have been necessarily, but you know, the defense has been better than I thought. And therefore I'm just going to go with Carolina and ride the hot hand. I like that. Iggy, I actually have a question before we move to this game. It, you have your seatbelt on, but it doesn't seem like your car has moved at all this entire time. Uh, no, that would be horribly irresponsible if I was doing this live <laughs> webcast thing and driving my vehicle. Okay. I just like to be extra safe, okay? Just Hey, I appreciate that. I'm all and for that, it. The, the LA streets are wild, okay? You, know, you never know what you're going to run into. I could only imagine. Iggy, talk to me about this game. We saw what the Bears did on Thursday. We saw the Panthers win their last yeah. three games without Christian McCaffrey. How are you leaning on this game? It's funny see I mentioned like the disrespect. I spent five years in Chicago and I feel like everyone's just kind of like waiting for the shoe to drop. Like they're not very good, but they're playing well. And it's usually the other way around where it's like they've got some talent around where they don't play very well. Um, I just I don't I don't trust I don't know if I trust the Bears in aggregate in the long term. Um I I'm I, I would see I think the uh I would ride the hot hand and go with the Panthers. I just I I have a I have a general distrust for the Chicago Bears. You're each riding different hot hands, if I'm not mistaken. I like that. We got the left hand. We got the right hand. Whose hand is hotter? I don't know. We're going to find <laughs> out. You guys are going head-to-head on some of these, which actually I really appreciate. That's kind of nice. This makes it a little more interesting. So I will be the tiebreaker, and Iggy's more handsome, Sia. Plus, he's been on TV yeah. four times, so I'm going to have to Wait, didn't he? Panthers. Wait, Iggy, didn't you like Carolina? I, I did say the Panthers, by the way. Yeah, so wait. I said the Panthers, too. Oh, so... I thought you said the Bears. No, Carolina. Uh, I, I like nice try ty- trying to pit the two handsome people against each yeah. other, but it's not going to work. Just, are you distracted by our by the jaw? I mean, clearly, I was not paying attention to anything. Sia said I was probably. I think I was thinking about your seatbelt 
and like I have to ask this question and kind of just let C go on. And once he said, once he stopped talking, I pretty much just was like, oh, okay, cool. Iggy, let me ask you this question. So, Michael, Iggy, and I, Iggy um, and I are, are in a fraternity and yeah. you, you cannot break us, at no, least not dude. yet. Yeah, I'm going to do my we're, best. We're, we're going to get matching flannels next. Oh, oh that God. sounds fantastic. Him and hers, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I'll, I'll send you guys. You know, I'll send it to you guys. How about that? I That's can't wait. Next. Um, so yeah. never mind. We're, we're all going with the Panthers minus one and a half. Actually, you know what? I'll take the Bears just so now that I can go against you guys. <laughs> if we're all going to be fighting today, I'll, I'll take the Bears and we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on, we have the Detroit Lions traveling to Jacksonville. The Lions opened at minus two Oof. and a half. It's now up to minus three and a half. The poor Jags are actually getting more of the money at plus three. That's kind of interesting. Iggy, um, Lions, Jaguars, which cat do you think is going to come out on top? <sighs> Again, it just... The level of, of, of like care I have for this game is, is minimal. I just who cares? Um, I, uh, I I think the, the, the Lions have, they've shown flashes of being okay. Um, I, I think they've got they've got they've got some talent. Um, I think that they they've had God, they, they've had so many years where very much like the Bears were like they just underperformed so significantly, and everyone expected them to be not very good, and they're still not. But I think they're playing better than like their aggregate roster would indicate. Um, I, I really, what's the line again? Uh, three and a half to the Lions. If I were to be able to make a bet, love it. I I go with Detroit in this game. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Sia, are you going to be uh, on Minshew Mania this week? No, no. Again, I'm not going to be. This whole season, you know, I remember what I said, like in week two. Yeah. I'm like, people yeah. think the Jaguars are good. They're not. I'm betting they're against not. them. The rest <laughs> of they're the not good. Yeah, they're not. And good. so. And so I'm doing it again. I mean, I'll take, you know, I, I don't have a lot of faith in Detroit, but the reality is I think the bye week is really going to help them because I think they're going to get Galladay a little bit more integrated mm-hmm. in the offense, Hawkinson a little bit more. And I think you might even see a switch with DeAndre Swift getting a lot more touches versus an Adrian Peterson. So I'm not saying he'll out-touch AP. I just think he'll be fully integrated in that offense. And I just think the Jaguars, especially if DJ Sharp doesn't play, I just don't think they have a lot of places to go. James Robinson wasn't very impressive last week, and he should have been. So with all that in mind, and they, they have defensive injuries, yeah. which probably will last through Sunday. We'll have to check on that Sunday morning with the inactives. But with all of that in mind, I just uh, I think Detroit wins this one by a touchdown. Yeah, I think they had Josh Allen. The defensive end was out. Um, CJ Henderson, their first round pick out of Florida was out. And somebody else was out too. one of their miles. Jack, yeah, miles oh, Jack. Okay, you. Yeah, so. Yeah. All of, you know, three of their most important um, defensive pieces were all out last week. So it's not too surprising that they lost this game. If they're all out again, including DJ Chark, as you said, kind of hard not to jump on this line. I mean, some people did. It was two and a half. It's moved up to uh, it's gone down to three and a half now to the line. So I think that part's pretty important, too. Uh, let's move on. We have the Cleveland Browns going to the Steel City to take on Ben Roethlisberger. Always hurt Ben Roethlisberger. This line opened at minus five and a half to the Steelers. It's now down to minus three to the Steelers. Iggy, talk to me. Do you think OBJ and Baker and, and Kareem Hunt take this one out or at least cover that three-point spread? There's zero chance. Yeah, I don't think so. The, the Steelers are a very good team. We mentioned this on our, our other conversation. They play fast. The defense is very physical. The offense, Roethlisberger, led. how old is he? 80? Uh, 100. Dude, he still looks – I mean, dude, he throws the ball really well. He's a good fucking quarterback, man. Um, he's got, I mean, he obviously has some talent around him. Like I, it's, that's a very good, scary, like getting into November, December, 
football team. They're very good. The Browns are the opposite. They're not very good. Um, I think they're sure. Okay, sure. But how hard is it to be better? Yeah, how hard is it? Yeah, that's right. Um, So marginally better is not enough to cover that against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. No way. I love it. Uh, See ya. So I don't have a ton of faith in this one, which means I'm not betting on it. But I do like the Browns because you're getting a key number in plus three points. I mean, I, I don't necessarily expect the Browns to win the game, but the Steelers defense looked pretty porous last week. And so I expect with the running game, I'll say this about Baker Mayfield. My, my biggest bet or the, the, the bet that I advocated the most was the Browns against uh, Phillip Rivers led mm-hmm. Colts. But that was more a play against Philip Rivers than it was a play on the Browns. Here you ha- actually have like a real team in the Steelers with a real quarterback. So I see where you guys are going with it, Iggy, you in particular. But at the same time, I, the defense was so bad. And I just feel like with Kareem Hunt and those receivers, they're going to be able to exploit it. And I think it's going to be a really close game. This looks like a backdoor cover situation to me, if anything. And so I'm going to go ahead and take the key number. I'll take the plus three. I, I don't know this number offhand, but what's the Steelers record in division the last like three or four years? Oh, yeah. It's got to be like, what, 800, right? Uh, I, yeah, I, after, I, taking out last year especially. Uh, it's it's right. very, very high. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm. if I could, I would. I, I'd, I'd go Steelers heavy on this thing. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to keep prefacing that and make sure. Because California, you can't bet legally yet. Um, you can't bet in California. There, there we go. There we go. At That's all. Right. Um, what I would say about this game is that heavy narrative game, uh, as we know, I think this year, um, Ben Roethlisberger finally isn't, how do I want to word this? He is now the second most winningest quarterback in NRG Stadium, which is, I think that's the Browns Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. First Energy, Energy, whatever, one of those Energy Stadiums. He used to be, he used to have the most wins for active quarterbacks in the Browns home stadium. That's how much the Steelers would dominate the Browns. So I know it's not in Cleveland, but it's one of those stats that it's just like, this is, this is a hurdle for the Browns. If they can actually win, I think they can go do things. If they can't, I think it's pretty sad. Um, so poor Browns. I do think they cover. I hope they cover. I guess that's. Do you cool. really? At three? I, hope, I hope they cover. I hope. I don't know. Push it. Just give me the push, man. I don't care. Give me my money back. At that point. Uh, I guess. Okay. All right. That's all I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy to disagree with both of you on this. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think C is the most handsome man on the show. Look at that. See how the table <laughs> wow, turned. That is so Iggy. sweet. Thank you so much. Wow. See how the tables have turned. Um, oh, oh, see, you're going to like this one. We have the Bengals traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts opened at minus nine and a half. It's now down to minus eight. Bengals looked like dog crap last week. The Colts also looked like dog crap last week. Uh, so I think that's important. Uh, a couple more bets. About 60% of the bets are on the Bengals. 85% of the money. I'm assuming most of that hopefully got in at nine and a half. See, so yeah, I'm assuming you're going with the Bengals this week. Yeah, this one really scares me um, mm-hmm. because I don't think Philip Rivers necessarily has to do a lot in this one. I think this is like a slow grind to a cover over, you know, four quarters. I hate what they're doing with the offensive line in Cincinnati. Like they're, yeah. they're barely doing anything to protect Joe Burrow and the, the front four, the front seven for the Colts, their back end isn't great, but if they can get to him, it's just going to be a disaster show for Joe Burrow. So I think I might go ahead and take the Colts. I, I hate to do it. Um, I really kind of hope Philip Rivers gets benched and like has a bad first quarter and they just bring in Jacoby Brissett because he's absolutely the better quarterback. I'm telling you, he will get all of those receivers involved, particularly T.Y. Hilton. I just hate Philip Rivers. He's, he's It's hard to watch. It's like a, it's a, it's like a bad accident scene. It's um, pretty bad, yeah. With that said, give me Jonathan Taylor and company. I, I think they end up covering this barely. Oof. 
That's difficult. Iggy what's what's the, what's the line again? Minus eight. Minus eight to the Colts. That's a lot of points, dude. Um, do the Colts even score eight points? I mean, they do, but like that's kind of where we're at with this offense. What they scored nineteen points against the Jets, or like they, their offense scored, I think, two touchdowns against the Jets. They scored 19, 19 against the Bears. Like this offense isn't very good. Yeah, but the Bengals are really bad too. It's true. Um, yeah, they scored three points and, last and, week. So look at that. Yeah, the Bengals are really bad too. They're gonna throw a lot. If Phillip Rivers is really bad right now, but I think that they like they throw enough to be able to score enough points to win the game. Even I don't excuse me to uh, to to beat the spread mm-hmm. here. Um, I think that, yeah, eight, eight points too big for me. Like the, the teams are too bad. You know, it's not like I, I can't have like an intelligent conversation with like, like the Steelers and the Browns, right? Like, like we have a body of work, Both these teams mm-hmm. are just bad. Uh, I think they're both bad enough for them to cover that eight points. It's too big of a gap. I like the way you look like at the, it. The, the talent, yeah. the talent isn't eight points big. I like yeah, that. That's it's fair. It's not. It's eight not. points big. Yep. Eight points big around. Um, So, no, I think that's a a pretty good way of looking at it. I mean, I think the Bengals will throw the ball a lot. I mean, we've seen them cover spreads just through that back door. I think it was against the Browns. I do think the Colts defense is pretty good. But if they are going to miss Darius Leonard again, I think that's going to be huge. And, yeah, I think this is going to be kind of a a, a slow burn them out kind of game from the Colts. Hopefully they feed Jonathan Taylor. Nick, if you're listening, free Jonathan Taylor. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep – holding him back for whatever freaking reason. We just don't understand it. Um, all right, let's move well, on. Well, well, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just yeah. to be clear, though, Jonathan Taylor hasn't really looked good. His vision is pretty terrible. Like when you're running with Wisconsin, you literally have holes that are like 10 yeah. feet wide, but Around. he's not finding – he's literally not finding the holes. And, and, and like some, he's not busting it outside when he should be. It's it, it's it's not looking great right now for him. I just don't think he's comfortable. So I don't think it's, it's as much the Colts kind of holding him back as Jonathan Taylor just needs to get a little bit more comfortable. He doesn't look as good in like Colts white. I think he looked really good in like that Wisconsin white. That like it's like a little bit cleaner. Colts white's like kind of like a, like an off, like a little dirtier. I don't know. He just doesn't look as good in it. It is it is like a almost like a cream. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, like it's weird. Know. He looks better. It, like it's that like you nice want cream. you feel like it's like you want it's like a smudge. Yeah. I get that. I feel you. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um this is, right. this is where the analysis has taken us. Hey, come on, man. That's <laughs> uniform colors, man. I mean, what is it? Half the time, the people that win the March Madness tournaments is, are like the eight-year-olds that pick mascots anyway. I mean, what the hell? Wait, what, really? what, 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 what's Deion Sanders' famous? Like the famous quote from Deion Sanders, you look good, you feel good, you play good, right? Yep, 100%. You, 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 can't, you can't, you can't, you, yeah, you can't like play good in gross off-white Colts colors. You Man, know, I think that Deion... That is analysis. That's true. But I think Dion might have stolen that from Sidney Dean from White Men Can't Jump, otherwise known as Wesley Snipes. Just go back and watch the movie. Michael, you're only 15 years old, so you, you don't, don't even know what White Men Can't Jump is, but you go meant, back and watch you, the movie. You meant Blade, that guy that evaded taxes, right? Blade. <laughs> yes, we, all, we all know. Come on, everybody. Blade 3, Ryan Reynolds, that movie. Triple H. What a great film. What a great, great film. Great movie. Um, all right, let's move on. I think that's enough. Uh, enough off-white color talk iggy we're gonna start with you on this one we have the ravens traveling to philadelphia minus seven the line opened it moved up a little bit minus Ooh. seven and a half got about 70 percent of the bets about 70 percent of the money are on the ravens now here i do need to preface it we have had rg3 on this show before so you're probably i guess you're technically the second coolest person we've had on the show sorry nick and all of our other awesome guests but we had rg3 on he was fantastic an absolute blast <laughs> Sia has been advocating for RG3. He thinks the RG3 is the best quarterback in that backfield. I don't know. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, Iggy, how do you... That's not a real comment. 
It, it totally yes. is. You're no, right. it's not. Wait, what are you wait. Talking wait. About? Uh, he, he actually couched it a little incorrectly, though. I'm just so I think he has the best arm on the team as far as like quarterbacking, like an arm. As far as all around quarterback, I'll give it to Lamar, but I, I think Robert Griffin III has the better arm. He had the better arm in 2015. That's like, also true. If the, he doesn't have the better arm now. There's no way, dude. There's no way. Lamar, okay, Lamar has a better, we're talking purely like accuracy, like who's a yes. better passer? Yes. Who's exactly. a better passer? I think that. If you line him up and it's like, I think it's nine out of ten versus eight out of ten. Maybe, maybe you give it to RG three. Maybe, oh, but but it. okay, no, no, but better quarterback, like like body of like what he does for the offense. It's it's irreplaceable. I agree with you there. See, that's the thing. It's it's two different things. So if you're just looking for a guy to throw the ball and chuck it around, I think RG three has the better arm. But if you're looking for the better quarterback for the system, for the team, of course it's Lamar Jackson right now. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, Brett Favre has a better arm than than Lamar Jackson right now. I'm pretty sure that guy can still spin it. We're not going to fucking put him in the backfield. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of instigated on that one a little bit. So I know you did. Fun. My Ravens oh, man, it's, it's tough. I um, love it. I love it. And that's why okay. we come here. So do you think I hate Philadelphia? Sia hates Philadelphia. The absolute worst place on planet Earth. Um, <laughs> minus nine, uh, seven and a half to the Ravens traveling on the road. Lamar's going to have to watch out for batteries and snowballs and, you know, probably it's, glass. It, I don't think it's snowing yet, dude. I mean, it's the whole Santa Claus thing. We all know it. Um, seven and a half to the Ravens. How do you feel? So if I go back to the previous statement, uh, previous game around like the talent not being big enough for the spread, the Ravens are a, obviously a playoff caliber, very, very good team. Um, I think they roll over these guys seven and a half. Again, so that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Um, I think that the Ravens win by 10 ish. I'm a fanboy, So I mm-hmm. take it blindly. I take yeah. it emotionally. Um, but like the analytical side, they're, they're going to put up and they're going to, they're going to rush for 250 yards probably. Oh, I mean, they're going to run all over these guys. The the Eagles won't have as much time on offense as they would like. I'm I'm comfortable with. Se- I would be really comfortable with seven. I'm still comfortable with seven and a half. I like that. I appreciate that. I anything to disparage Philadelphia. I am all for it. Sia, talk to me a little bit. Do you think seven and a half is too big? I think it's too big. I love the Ravens too. I, I I they're my Super Bowl pick to win it all this year, and they, even after the you know a couple you know mediocre performances, if not bad against the Chiefs. But seven and a half is a lot if you consider that Philadelphia the last two. Well, you know what? Philadelphia has another injury on their offensive line. Lane Johnson's out. Darius Slay may be out. If Darius Slay because he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. If Darius Slay is out, then I definitely like the Ravens. But if Darius Slay plays. Um, and I'm going to assume he's going to play. I think that hook is just too much. And I agree with Iggy. If it was seven, I'd probably be on the Ravens. But that hook is too much. I'll take the seven and a half because of how how well they've played and how bad. Honestly, Baltimore has been pretty bad. Lamar's been pretty bad the last couple of games. Their running game should be amazing. But for whatever reason, it has not clicked yet this season. They barely use J.K. Dobbins. He's missing. Lamar's missing Marquise Brown on Marquise Brown had a good game last week, but he's missing him a lot more often than he's hitting him. Other than Mark Andrews, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Other than Mark Andrews, there's not a lot of reliable targets on that on that team. So again, because it's seven and a half, um, and it's in Philadelphia, which you know matters just a little bit, maybe. um, I'll go ahead and take that hook and take the seven and a half. Yeah, I I I I got Ravens all day. Put put that one down. We got to You know what? 
You know what we got to do? A content alert. We, you know, the Ooh. ones that, that we are like uh, pitted mm-hmm. against each other. We got to figure out something like fun and cool, like for, you know, the future, uh, yeah. like, like who comes out on top, so to speak, and, and mm-hmm. do something. Somebody else. So whoever loses buys me a flannel. Hmm? Oh, that's. You, want, you that's need not, more? You yeah. have no idea how many flannel I already have. You have absolutely zero <laughs> idea. My mom, a couple of years ago, for some reason for Christmas, thought it'd be funny to give me like 18 flannels. So. I'm covered. Perfect. Always warm. It's what a nice. sweetheart. Comfy. It's nice and comfy. A little lumberjack over here. Um, I think, as we said last week, see, here's the thing, Sia. So seven was too much for the Steelers, I think. I think we took the Steelers at seven and a half against the Eagles, but seven and a half to the Ravens. I think in Philadelphia, it's difficult. I still think the Ravens win. I think Philly is incompetent in too many places. And I think this might be a nice get right spot for the um, the Ravens. As we saw, you know, they kind of just put the Washington football team, they kind of just laid them down, just kind of like kind of shushed them away. Uh, that game was kind of a joke. It didn't really matter. Iggy, I have to ask, though, as a Ravens fanboy, your words, not mine. Lamar's knee. We've been talking about it. He kind of sat out for a game. He had two rushing attempts last game. In a game where they were up 27 to nothing, as a team, they had like 20 rushing attempts, and he still threw the ball like 38 times or something ridiculous like that. Is there any part of you that's just a little bit worried? I'm worried when a, a, a defenseman breathes on him too heavy. Absolutely. Ah, I, I, no that, doubt. Yeah. I mean, like, the guy, I think, to, to see his point, he's not, he hasn't been super accurate. He really hasn't. He, he, the first few games, he looked good. And then the last handful of games, it's just been, like I told you last week, like Marquise by like a yard and a half, you know, and he's open. And like I told mm-hmm. you, if they're going to make a run in the playoffs, he has to make those throws. That's just it, period. Like they're going to bottle him up. He's not going to be able to run. Again, the, you know, the, the Chiefs have a roadmap. The Titans have a roadmap. He's going to see both of those teams again. He's going to win those games. He's going to put them on a dime. And it, is his lack of running concerning? Not necessarily, because I think that the focus has been let's keep him in the pocket and have him throw the damn ball. We want to win the game from the pocket. And I, I, I think Lamar is conscious of this. Because think about it. If all he if, if he ran 30 times, what are you going to do? You're going to stack the box and make him throw. He, you, yeah. the, the opponent has to at least believe that he can throw the football. And why not do it against these teams that aren't very good? They're going to win the game anyway. If he runs for 300 or he passes for 300. So sit in the pocket and make a throw. I'm not that yeah. concerned. If he's going to let it rip, that makes he sense. can let it rip. That, that that actually makes sense because if you're setting yourself up for the playoffs, which of course they're going to make, like you do want defenses to believe you can throw the ball to actually, you know, go ahead and like move to the run when you really need it. So uh, they're not really incentivized if they think they're going to win anyway, which typically they do, to to run the ball right from the jump. I do want to point out, though, just, just you know, this is just a, a math problem. Mm. You know, RG three's only missed one throw on the year so Jesus, far. Jesus, this and, guy, dude. And and Lamar is is he's got 130 <laughs> completions on 178 attempts. So I mean, I'm just saying, you know, one nah. is less than in 48, yeah. and that's just math. I mean, that's, that's just, just math. that's just basic math. One, one completion versus 48. That's hmm? just basic math at that point. Just, I, mean, I, mean, I think I, I think we know who the quarterback is. I mean, technically, I'm like I haven't missed a pass all year. So that's true. That's I, true. I, I should jump in. Technically, I'm the best quarterback of all time. I can jump in right now. Can we get hey. you on the Wind Daily Sports football team? We have a kicker. We get suited up. Let's do it. We have a kicker. I know that one. C has been banging field goals uh, the last week. Well, while he's short, at work. Short, short version. 
taking the Ravens at seven and a half still. Yes. Yep. Still. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I kind of emphatically. Emphatically. <laughs> yes. If you were allowed to bet money, you'd put a lot of money on that one. I All like of it. it. I love it. Oh, well, let's, let's, let's be get responsible. <laughs> let's be responsible. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have the Broncos traveling to New England. This used to be a fun game. Um, now, it's, I think it's just going to suck. Uh, it looks like Drew Locke will be healthy. He did start practicing this week. And Cam Newton is back. He is off the COVID list. Just Stephon Gilmore is not yet, so I'm kind of curious about that one. I don't really think it's going to matter that much. But it is minus 10 to the Patriots. Wow. Uh, a lot of money is coming in on the Broncos right now. A couple more, a little bit more of the bets are coming in on the Patriots. Battle of 50-50 split. See, it talk to me. 10 points. That's a lot of points. It is. And I, I, you know, I love taking dogs because that's how you win in the NFL, but mm-hmm. no, I'm taking, I'm taking the Patriots and I'm, I'm off giving the buy, Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just off a of buy, you know, you got cam back and you saw what they did with inferior quarterbacks and in, in Brian Hoyer and uh, Stidham to the chiefs. I mean, if it wasn't for a couple red zone turnovers, that would have been a really close game, at least until the fourth quarter with, you know, your second and third string. So with all the injuries the Broncos have, you know, Melvin Gordon just got the DUI. So it's basically going to be the Philip Lindsay show and some Jerry Judy and, you know, Hamilton. Uh, I just, I, you know, I think Fant is still out. So I just don't see Drew Locke propelling them enough to cover a 10 point spread. This is one of those like kind of slow grinds that I think ultimately they're covering 14, 17. I think this could get out of hand. Could get interesting. Iggy, talk to me, man. Mine is <sighs> this, this, this one's tough. It's a lot, again, tens a lot of points. Um, I think if Drew Locke had a couple more, if Drew Locke was it. If he had played every single game, mm-hmm. I would have taken and, – and, and, and all things are equal and it's a 10-point spread, I take Drew Locke and I take the Broncos. But if, if it's his first game back and he's 85 or 90%, I mean, the Patriots aren't what the Patriots have been traditionally, but they're still a good football team. They're still coached really well, and Belichick's not going to let that kid do much. Um, and Cam's playing well, dude. Cam's playing well. I, 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 like, I like Cam. He's playing well. He's playing a very efficient football it's not like it was in Carolina. I feel like he was kind of just winging shit in Carolina. Like he's in the system. He's playing well, running when he needs to. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he is right. It could be like a. I think in the fourth quarter it could go from they're up by a touchdown to they're up by you know eighteen twenty points and then they, the game ends that way. So I, I I'll, I'll take that ten. Yeah. And and I do want to point something out. So Drew Locke, he came in last season and he played, I believe, the last six or seven games for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Now, he he came in and played one or two games this season, or maybe it was a game and a half and got injured. You know, this guy doesn't even have a half of a season in the NFL under his belt. And he has to go to New England and play Bill Belichick. So, I mean, just with that context alone and knowing what they do to really good quarter and Drew Locke's okay, but he doesn't have experience. So knowing what they do to experienced, really good quarterbacks. Drew Locke is going to come in here and toss it around for like 17, 20 points. I doubt it. I mean, I, I if they put yeah. if they put 17 on the board, I wouldn't be shocked. But there's no way they're getting beyond that. And I, I think they're they're more likely to get into like the 13, 14 range. Yeah, I think this is going to be kind of boring, kind of like that Raiders Patriots game a couple weeks ago where it was a little close. And then the Patriots, yeah, um, I think a fun term is crockpotted them. It's kind of slowly <laughs> took them, simmered them down, and beat them by, I think, like two and a half touchdowns. Uh, so that's a fun one. Uh, here, I have a conspiracy for you guys, so I'm kind of curious what you think. Cam Newton goes down with COVID. Uh, they look awful. Then all of a sudden, just a single other player gets COVID on the Patriots, so they have to cancel their game, push it back a week. Hey, Cam Newton's back. Look at that. I don't know. I don't know. Does that ruffle any feathers is anybody if interested? anyone you think bill belichick you think bill belichick wouldn't do something like that to make sure he doesn't lose an extra game 
I don't know. No, I was gonna say if anyone does it, it's Bill. Exactly. Thank you. If anyone yeah. does it, it's right? Bill. I, I actually I, I hate that you just brought that up because now I'm like, well, maybe. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's a pretty easy yeah. one to believe. I mean, I don't actually think it's true, but maybe. You never know. But okay, so assuming he has actual control of like delaying the game and all that, but if he actually did that. It would be so like top level clever that I'd be yeah, like, all yeah. right, he deserves the the, the built-in totally. buy he got. Like that <laughs> is like so dumb. beyond anybody's imagination. It's pretty. Important. Now I kind of hope that he did. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. I like I like low key kind of hope that he did. It's awesome. And got it seems away like everyone's it. gonna be okay. So it's you know not that big a deal. You get your quarterback back an extra week. We saw what Hoyer and Stidham did. Obviously, he doesn't want to go through that again. So it's just. That is the uh, that's the NFL people. That's the NFL. Uh, let's move on to some of these four o'clock games. We have only two four o'clock games this week. That sucks. Uh, and then we have a Sunday night and then two Monday night. So we have a couple games left here. Let's start the AFC East battle. We have the Jets going to Miami. Uh, game opened at minus eight and a half. It's now up to minus nine and a half to the Dolphins. The Jets, as C and I were on a live stream last night, just released Le'Veon Bell. I think someone was saying he's owed two million dollars if he. Uh, stays on the team any longer uh iggy let's start with you man uh who runs the ball let's start with that who's the jets running back is it really I, be frank Gore? he's like a thousand years old he is and they're just he's got to be averaging what under three yards of carry right now or, or at least yeah. close it's probably it's bad, under two right? honestly it's bad dude um they're an absolute dumpster fire in that city and Hey, I think uh, for well, that. Okay, that's, yeah, okay. That's the never, team, never mind. No, the it's team. true. The, the city, it's true. It's it's true. The Giants <laughs> suck. The Mets suck. The Yankees suck. You're good. You're yeah, good. <laughs> it's an, the organization is an absolute dumpster fire right now. I think that there is zero motivation for these guys to come out and play. I think they get their asses handed to them. Nine nine points, still a lot of points, but on the heels of them releasing um, Le'Veon Bell, it's it's pretty bad. So yeah, I I, I actually. I don't like the Jets to cover, dude. It's bad. It, again, it, it, it's it's too much mayhem over there for anyone to play good football. Yeah, I think we're kind of just, uh, it's more of a when Adam Gase gets fired at this point, not an if. Right. Uh, and I, I think there's really no reason to keep him around at this point. Sam Darnold looks terrible. Horrible. See, do you think the, the Joe Flacco and the Le'Veon Bell left? Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, there you go. Your old Ravens, buddy. Do you think Joe Flacco? So see, or uh, I'm sorry, Iggy. Now that you remember that Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets, do you want to change your pick at all? You know, I I remember how terrible Joe Flacco is. No way, dude. Terrible. All right, all right, all right. Worth remember him in Denver for like eight minutes? It was bad. Yeah, it was. It was very bad. Your lock <laughs> came in and turned out to be significantly horrendous. Bad. What a horrible. Yeah, he's not good. I love it. Uh, see, it talked to me. Uh, nine and a half to the Dolphins. It's a lot of points what, to the Dolphins. What's funny about the Flacco comment though is like. There, there's a valid debate you can have as to whether right now Flacco is the better quarterback for the Jets or Sam Darnold. I mean, I think it's Sam yeah. Darnold, but I had to say I think before I yeah. made that statement. So it's just kind of one of those things like I feel like there's certain quarterbacks that have really regressed, and it's not because necessarily they lack talent. It's because of their coach. Daniel Jones is a really good example. He gets all of a sudden Jason Garrett and Joe Judge, the special teams coach for New England. And the same thing with uh, Sam Donald. He just It's not just that he doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the coach either because we, we see quarterbacks succeed with no talent, at least moderately succeed if they have you know a good sort of game plan, a good coach, and things like that. As far as the spread – Listen, I know the Dolphins looked really good against the JV defense of San Francisco, mm-hmm. who are missing like three out of their four defensive linemen and four out of five of their defensive backs. But 
nine and a half. I mean, the Dolphins are, are giving nine and a half. Given that this is a rival, let's put it this way. If they, and I, I agree, Iggy, you know, they'll probably, the Jets for the rest of the season will probably be mailing it in. But considering that this is at least a rivalry, if there were a game where the Jets would actually kind of put their best foot forward, it would probably be this game because it's the best chance they probably have to compete in their division. And the season's still relatively young. So, you know, I, Give me, give me, I hate to say, it's so weird. Give me Flacco, give me LaMichael Piran, oh. give me, give me Jamison Crowder, um, give me Smith. Uh, it's, it's going to be, Just he's Smith. the receiver who got 11 yeah. targets last, last week. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take the nine and a half. Uh, Stobie, uh, thinks Adam Gase is the worst head coach in the NFL and he's still counting Bill O'Brien. who's not even a head coach in the NFL anymore. I, I honestly have to agree with you, Stobie. I think that is, it is terrible. I don't know. Like, like I want, I, I think the dolphins should blow out the jets. Um, I just think it's awesome that we were asking for two or two weeks ago. And now the dolphins are favored by nine and a half points. If that's not just the world of the NFL, what is, I can't take the Jets. I'm not going to put money on this you game uh, because that's insane, but I just can't. I take can't the Jets. legally. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. You cannot legally put money on this game. So if you were to definitely not ask me to do it for you, that, you know, we'll just leave that statement there. But I could. Yeah, the Jets are horrible. Put, I couldn't put money on the Jets, especially the way they've looked. I, this might be, and I'm thinking I'm going to say this every game until it actually happens, might be Adam Gase's last time coaching, um, at least for hopefully for a very very long time. Oh, what if the Dolphins land Le'Veon Bell? Thanks, Dobie. That would be that would be fun. That would, that would make sense and actually have him active for the game. That would actually be really good TV. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. With that said, you know, Miles Gaskin has been pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, Le'Veon's probably better, but Miles Gaskin has been pretty good. Uh, he's kind of I don't want to say he's a fantasy star, but if you have him on your fantasy team, I mean, he's been he's been paying off for you. Yeah. Um, if I mean, if they could get rid of Matt Breida, if you could just switch out Le'Veon Bell for Matt Breida, even this version of Le'Veon Bell, like, yeah, he's going to get way more carries. And I think that would be kind of fun. By the way, the over-under in this game, depending on where you look, is 47 or 47 and a half. This, this one screams under to me. So that's just heavy under. That out. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Ooh, yeah, let's get it. Stick um, to the scripts, yeah. <laughs> that's my bad. Over-unders, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let us rock and roll. We have the Packers traveling to the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers. This is our America's Game of the Week. I'm just kind of assuming it's at 425. Bucks favored by minus three and a half to or three to open. It is now minus one all the way to the Packers. We've had this line move four points. It's about 70% of the bets, about 75% of the money is on the Packers at this point. I'm assuming at that plus money. Iggy. What I mean, this is insane. Who's making this line? I don't know. Minus one to the Packers now. How do you feel about it? If I could, correct. Thank you. The house (laughs) on this one, dude. Are you kidding me, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, absolutely. At plus, at a plus one. That's well, it's wild. minus one now. It's minus one to the Packers. Minus one now. Well, it opened at plus three to the. But it was plus three to your point. So yeah, I would have put a lot of money. I mean. I, I still think they win by more than a point and a half. So, yeah, I mean, like, they're, Aaron Rodgers is otherworldly. It's crazy. The guy makes throw. I mean, like, you got Patrick Mahomes, 
you got um, Aaron Rodgers and you got uh, Russell Wilson, right? Oh, sorry, yeah, RG three. Sorry, right. sorry, my bad. Uh, who's, That's right. Whose passer whose passer rating is you know perfect apparently. It's insane. Um, but those three perfect. guys make throws. You make throws where you're like that ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers though has this thing about him where like he's running to his left. The guy's like open, you know, down the right sideline, and he like ch- flicks it across the body and looks the other way. Like it's absurd. He's so talented. The team, I think, objectively is, uh, 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 from a skill position standpoint, maybe not as talented, but Aaron Rodgers makes that team unbelievable. And the defense is going to play well enough to win the game by at least one. I take Aaron Rodgers. I take Aaron Rodgers over Tom Brady in this scenario all day. Yeah, that's pretty much what this game is. Who do you think is going to win, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? It looks like we're going to have Devontae Adams back as well. I think he is going to be back and active. I think he has practiced this week already, so I think that is is going to be huge. So I think that part is is pretty important. See, a minus one currently. Uh, But yeah, what uh, to Iggy's point, who the hell makes this line plus three for the Packers? Plus three is weird. Um, Yeah, right. If anything, you know, maybe like plus two and a half or, or plus one or just leave it at pick them. But I, I hate to tell you guys, you're wrong on this one. Whoa. This one, the Buccaneers win this game, especially coming off a loss, especially having, listen, Green Bay's coming off a bye, but, you know, Tampa's got, you know, extra rest as well. So mm-hmm. they get Chris Godwin back. Mike Evans is probably going to be healthier than he was last game. Leonard Fournette's back for whatever that's worth. Him and Rojo will complement each other. Um, I just think this is a perfect spot for Tampa Bay. By the way, Green Bay has four wins. Do you know who they've beaten? The Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, and a New Orleans team that you know might be average, but that's about it. So it's not like they're four and zero, and they've they've beaten some like really really quality teams. They've beaten maybe one quality team in three sort of doormats. So I just think this is a perfect spot when you see the four and zero, and you know it's Aaron Rodgers, and you saw Tampa just lose to Chicago. I, I actually kind of love this game on the other on the other side. I think Tampa wins this one. I don't think it's going to be a comfortable win, but I think they win this one by three or four at least. Wow, I don't know. Which. For the record, speaks to the original line. Like yeah, I think they're going to yeah. win by four, and they're going to barely cover the opening spread. And then here's the thing about lines: they're not made because that's what Vegas thinks is going to happen. They're made to just try and get fifty percent of the bets on one side and fifty percent of the bets on the other. So yes, maybe Vegas does think, hey, well, if we have Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, we're probably going to get about half and half in the way they've looked and with all those injuries and yada yada yada. It's crazy to see the line move this much, though. Um, again, you have to pay attention. Where did it open? It opened at minus three for a reason. Now, Sia makes a good point for those reasons. Iggy, I think you make a great point against those reasons as well. Uh, so I think it is going to be close. I do think three was a little much either direction. Yeah. I think it's going to be close. Hmm. Kind of want to roll with the Packers on this one. Might be eating my words, but me and Iggy... Right we'll eat them together, man. <laughs> Appreciate that, bud. Appreciate that. Um, all right, let's move on. Oh, sweet. We have an NFC West matchup. Holy shit. All right, here's another one. So the line opened minus three to the 49ers over the Rams. It is in Santa Clara. Ooh. The line is now minus three and a half to the Rams. So this game almost switched an entire touchdown. Wow. Um, that's very alarming. See you again. What? Why would the 49ers be minus three when we just saw them get shit pumped by the dolphins yeah I, I don't get it especially when you consider all the injuries i mean maybe they're thinking well jimmy garoppolo will actually be ready this week and he wasn't ready last week maybe they get one or two of their defensive backs back i don't think sherman's coming back but 
they were supposed to get a couple DBs back last week, and I don't think they ended up appearing. So I don't know. Maybe I don't think that's I, I have no idea. That, that's a bad line. And honestly, I kind of like, you know, it looks like depending on where you're shopping, you can get it at minus three, the Rams minus mm-hmm. three. I don't know how San Francisco all of a sudden a week later becomes the San Francisco we all thought they were going to yeah. be. Jimmy looked like shaken up even before he got touched. They, they don't like they have their skill positions like Debo and Ayuk and Kittleback, but they weren't able to feed them, particularly because of the Miami pass rush. Now consider Aaron Donald coming after them. I just Whoa. I just don't see it. I, I don't see a scenario where they, they flip the script that quickly and become a good San Francisco 49ers team. So I think you kind of have to take the Rams here. Yeah, crazy. Iggy, what are what are the people what's uh what's the scuttlebutt in LA? What are they saying about the Rams this year? It's LA. Nobody really cares about much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um um the Lakers won, and uh, again, very light on the riot. It's just embarrassing for us. To see. <laughs> um, no, I, I think she is right, though. I think that um, 49ers didn't play very well, and I don't know if there was enough time in between that game and this game when a quality opponent to right the ship, so to speak, or at least you know correct a lot of those mistakes. And and yeah, you know, Jimmy just I just I, I don't again to his point, he's right. If you got Aaron Donald bearing down on you, that's not fun. That's not a fun experience. I can imagine. The dude literally picks up grown men and throws them around. Like, I can't imagine it's going to be fun. They've got some talented guys that are playing DB. They've got a very solid defense. They put up enough points. Um, yeah, I I like I like the Rams here. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, there are two teams in Los Angeles. The Rams are, are generally the, the more revered ones. Um, so, yeah, if anybody in L.A. cares, then I, I think it's going to be a, a, Rams, a Rams team uh in la versus uh the other guys uh, the other guys chargers i think is what we were looking for there that yeah, is I don't correct. Know. <laughs> the uh the i mean we have about 70 percent of the bets about 70 percent of the money on the rams just again there's there's a reason the line opened at minus three as we just said with the last game there's a reason the line opened at minus three but i can't find any of the reasons in my brain why the 49ers were minus three and not the rams immediately so yes well yeah, here's Here's one reason, but I'm sorry to interrupt. Here's one reason the Rams have only beaten teams in the NFC East. They have a great record, but they've literally just killed the NFC East. So the the thought process, and I don't know what the thought process was, but the thought process might be, well, we don't really know how good the Rams are and San Francisco's at home and they'll probably be great coming off a loss. But by the way, that's what we thought San Francisco would do last week coming off the loss to Philadelphia. And so I don't, you know, again, you can't really play the narrative well, well, when they come off two losses, now mm. they're really going to be pumped yeah. up, and you know, because they should have been fighting really hard last week, and, and it didn't look like they were. Yeah, not a not a great look. So we'll we'll see how that one goes. So let us move on to our Monday night games. Got two Monday night games. No Tuesday night game this week, which I kind of hope we get those back. That was a lot of fun. We the first one we have the Chiefs coming off a loss minus three and a half to the Bills in Buffalo. This game starts at five o'clock on Monday, which is just really weird just to see that so i'm excited to watch it but i don't really get it uh iggy we'll start with you the chiefs bad loss it looked like uh the bills really got blown out this was only yesterday uh three and a half to the chiefs i still think this is chiefs but i don't know what are you thinking uh, vegas loves to do this huh the half the happy mm-hmm. point love it love it. I hate the happy point if, if it's it. three if it's three i'm, I'm, I'm chiefs all day um so i think unlike uh, the 49ers, the Chiefs are a very, very talented team. They played badly. I think they come back and they just are are just furious at how how poorly they played. I think I think we all and them included expected them to make I mean 
definitely win that game and probably go, you know, maybe lose two games all season. Maybe that's not one of them. Um, I think they come back. I think they, they got a fire lit under them. I think they play very, very well. Um, when they're playing well, and I think they will, they have so many weapons. It's so hard to stop. The The Bills defense is good, not elite, right? We talked about, like, look what they did to the Ravens. Look what they do to most defenses. The, the Bills, I don't think, have the firepower to be able to put up 35, 40 points against that, that team. Um, I like I like the Chiefs. I don't – three and a half, again, eh, the happy point. Um, at three and a half, it's a little tighter than I'd like it to be, but if I could – I, I take Chiefs. I think they're uh, they're going to come back. They're going to play pissed off. And they're going to put up forty points. Yeah, I think they're 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 on a mission. But again, I mean, the Bills four and zero only as of yesterday, and they just got housed. It was an absolute bloodbath, and it's it was just a bad game too. It's not like Derrick Henry ran for one hundred and fifty yards. It was mostly Ryan Tannehill and a couple awful turnovers that didn't really help. I uh, see a three and a half. Yeah. the Chiefs. Oh, I'm sorry, Iggy. Do you have one? No, more? I was going to say when you look at the offensive matchups against that defense, there's there's just they're so fast. There's too much yeah. speed. It's it's too hard to handle. Again, I think I think they come up pissed and put up forty to cover. Yeah, and I think the Bills have some injuries on that defense too, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, so that doesn't really help. Uh, Sia, what do you think? In minus three and a half to the Chiefs. Yeah, namely by the way, Tre'Davious White, and I yeah. I think he'll probably come back for this Chiefs game. But I absolutely love the Chiefs. I mean, I I I love this game. It's it's probably not my favorite bet. Um, I think we talked about my favorite bet earlier. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but I I, I this has got to be at least my second favorite bet. Oh, my favorite, but of course, is a Washington football team plus three against the Giants. Yeah. Um, sorry, Michael. But I mean, yeah, I, so Lawrence, maybe Trevor Lawrence. Both teams. Yeah, exactly. Both teams coming off a loss. So, you know, you don't have that real narrative there. I, you know, Derek Carr, what he did against the Chiefs, what he hit the long ball. I mean, he really was so precise to Nelson Aguilar, to, to Ruggs and the intermediate routes to Waller. And I just don't think like, you know, I'm kind of a Josh Allen hater. Mm-hmm. And I think people think, well, Josh Allen proved you wrong because of that four game sample size. Well, OK, the fifth game came along and he didn't look that good. And so I can't I can't rest my laurels on the fifth game. I'm not saying that because that's also a small sample size for this season. But what I am saying is that they're going to be playing from behind against the Chiefs, in my opinion. So you're going to have Josh Allen really trying to force the issue. And we have a large sample size of Josh Allen trying to force the issue. And almost every single time he tries to do that, it ends up being ridiculously bad, like a really dumb play, a really dumb throw, a really dumb lateral, a really dumb fumble, whatever it is. And so I just think this is a, such a bad matchup for them, especially when you consider that the Bills defense isn't very good. Like statistically, if you look at it, mm-hmm. it's not very good. And the Chiefs should roll. And I just don't think the Bills can match it. So I think that, I mean, I think this is a, a double digit game. I think this is a 10 point win. Oh, wow. Um, thankfully, the line's at three and a half then. So hopefully you can put a couple dollars, I think, on those games. I don't know. Florida? Can you guys bet in Florida? I think you can. That's a, that's a no. Okay, not cool. not sports putting. But no, no. No, no, no. So I'm, I'm the only one, gentlemen. You guys are making fun of my flannel, but I'm the only one doing this shit legally. Would you look at that? Um, I love it. I love it. Let's move on. Last game of the night. This is our second Monday night game. Uh, ooh, another big line change. Cowboys open minus three to the Cardinals. It is now minus one and a half or minus two to the Cardinals, depending on where you're looking. Even with that, we have a couple more bets coming in on the Cardinals, but we have about 69 nice percent of the money coming in on the Cowboys. Uh, you're a child. 
I am. Yeah, <laughs> he literally is, though. He's 15 yeah, years I old. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I you am. didn't know that. Remember Blade? We were just talking about that before. Like, come on. Talk about your mom, the mo- your mom's presence and your flannels. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you're being like this, Iggy. I invite you on the show, and now you're just being mean. Like, I don't know why you have to do this to me. Uh, I can mute you, you know. I could, I could kick you out if I wanted. Um, yeah, but then see, it's not nearly as fun. That's true. Minus one and a half to the Cardinals, minus two, depending on where you're looking at it. No Dak, obviously. We all saw that injury. That kind of sucked. Uh, but is Andy Dalton that much worse than Dak? Especially with all these weapons. I don't know. No, he's not that much worse. Um, it, you know, I, I'm assuming if Dak was in this game, the line would be, you know, Cowboys minus. So it moved to my, from minus three to plus two. Yep. Yeah, that's that's Another it. I mean, I, that 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 has to be mostly the DAC effect because, by the way, Arizona has a, has a big injury too. It's it's Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. so that pass rush isn't going to be nearly as good, which should make um, the backup quarterback Andy Dalton a little bit more comfortable. I don't really know what to do with this game. I kind of like Arizona because I just don't see how that defense is going to be able to stop Kyler Murray. But at the same time, I see I don't see how the 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 Cowboys offense isn't going to just run all over Arizona. I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. I'm going to go ahead and take the plus two. I think it's going to be a relatively close game. I can't believe the over-under is only 52. I mean, I'm, I'm all over the over there. Yeah. But I think this this one comes down to the last possession, and I'm just going to like take the faith that Dalton and Zeke and that trio of receivers ends up you know, getting the last score. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, last score. I think that's a good point. Uh, Iggy, Cowboys? America's team. I mean, look, I, I've I spent a lot of years looking at Andy Dalton throw the ball. Um, he's not great, but he's a he was a starting quarterback for what eight years? Maybe 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 it's it's a little a little much, but he's been a starting quarterback for a very very long time. He's not a great quarterback, but given the weapons that he has on the outside, given the weapons he has in the backfield, given that offensive line, I think that they put up enough points to be really competitive. The swing to two two and a half it's it's a it's a hefty hefty swing, right? Um, Oh, this one's tough. I don't know how many reps he's had with the first team. You know, I don't know how comfortable he is with weapons outside. I don't know what the timing is like. Um, I think he's a professional enough of a quarterback to make it very competitive. Um, I actually, I think that they rally around. I think that they 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 have this sort of win one for fucking Dak situation, and I think they play well enough to win that game. Um, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Yeehaw. Let's win one for Dak. Um, yeah, I think so too, honestly. I think the Cowboys take this one out. I think the Cardinals, we thought they were good and they beat the 49ers, but then we kind of saw them look like crap the rest of the season. And it turns out the 49ers aren't nearly as good. They still had a couple of their defensive linemen back then. But yeah, they're just not as good, unfortunately. So it's a little disappointing. But that's our second Monday night game. And we have a comment here. It says Bell to the Chiefs. Um, I didn't get a notification, so maybe no. they're just speculating. But no, what? he's no way. No, no he, he's he, that's not news. He's, he's just saying he's I'd like oh. Bell to go to the Chiefs. Cool. Cool. I, I was like, that's I would, not fair. I would like to see that. Honestly. <laughs> I, would I totally wouldn't. Be that. That'd be fun. Why not? No, it would oh, not. Yeah, As a Ravens fan, it would be horrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you guys can beat the Titans, then I guess you can. Then you're allowed to beat the Chiefs. How's that sound? I don't want to play. Can they? Can neither of <laughs> them just play anymore? <laughs> nope. I'm sorry, buddy. I don't think so. But that is our betting line show. We went over all the games against the spread. We got a bunch of head-to-head. So Sia and A are going to be going up against each other uh, all week, which is going to be a blast. No Thursday night game, unfortunately. But we have a bunch of Sunday games. We have two Monday night games. It was an absolute blast. Iggy, we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. Where can everybody find you on the internet? 
Well, how come you don't do the little thing with me where my name is? It's at Iggy underscore Rodriguez. It's two more. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you actually typed that in. So. Mm. I, oh I shit! I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, that is something that I was incapable okay. of doing. So I, I'm sorry, buddy. My bad. Um. Well, next time, Iggy underscore Rodriguez. Yeah. Next time, I will internet. remind you to do the thing that you want me to do for you. I appreciate that. See you. Where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me at at Sia Najat S I A N E J A D. But but Iggy, do you have like literally two minutes? I have a couple questions for yeah, you. Yeah, the back like, stuff. Yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. You know what? I actually missed my workout. Because of this now, so let's do it. I'm, I'm available. Oh, I know. Okay, so you're good. Do? Okay, cool, cool. You you so this is contributing to him getting less handsome, which is which is a, a bonus for me. So this this works out. Well, maybe we'll have you on tomorrow night too. But Iggy, so I, I have a couple <laughs> questions before I get to the bachelorette question, and, and maybe you've already discussed this with Michael. So I apologize, but there's people watching, so I, I'm I'm curious uh, among other people. What, first of all, what are you doing now? Like what's, um, so. Yeah, I'm the head of global partnerships at Therabody. Um, so if you know that, like percussive. Di- oh, hell, look at look at this. Look look at my shameless plug for the company. Love I love it. it. This thing, oh, right? Tell me what there that is. Go. It's that like thing. one of those like muscle. So it's a massage gun. So you see the massage gun? They're on the sidelines of every single NFL game. Oh yeah. Game, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um, I, I'm responsible for all of our global partnerships. So everything from uh, creating you know marketing collaborations with name your massive brand like Gatorade to um, creating recovery content for things like Peloton. It's working with every cool major gym, uh, every athlete, pretty much in the entire world, along with every major league team in the entire world. So it's actually it's a pretty fun gig. That's awesome. So let me ask you yeah. this: like, obviously, you you got this position on your own laurels, I, I'm assuming. But did did like fame from the Bachelorette contribute in any way to like kind of being where you are now, at least professionally? Um, I used to work in sports entertainment. So I used to work with the Dodgers in Los Angeles, working partnerships. I ran the department for the Pistons for a little while and uh, ended up getting my EMBA in Chicago. Um, so I've always kind of been in this like sports entertainment world. Um, and I just, I've always kind of wanted to be on camera selfishly, you know, if I'm being honest. And I said, uh, I was part of a, uh, an acquisition in Chicago and didn't necessarily need to have a paycheck the next day. Got contacted by a recruiter on LinkedIn of all things. And they're like, Hey, have you ever, you know, been interested in doing TV or everyone wanted to be on a dating show. And I'm like, you know what? I literally just gotten broken up with like a month earlier. And my ex-girlfriend, her favorite show of all time. Oh, oh my God. And we're oh. talking like girls are over every Monday. They're like, they're, they're oh. making bets. They, they got brackets. I mean, it is her like favorite thing to watch ever. Dude. And I said, if you're going to break up with me, then what better way to get back at this girl than her make than to have her watch me and her bet on me on her favorite show every Monday for as many weeks as I can swing it? Okay, so first of all, this That's is cold, the dude. Jesus. best story I've ever heard in my entire life. Second of all, I have a follow up question to that. So, when did she find out you were going on the show? You you must have told her before she saw you on TV. I did. Yeah, I, I told her uh, maybe about a week before I went to go actually film. And what, I'm just curious, like her initial reaction, was it like, oh, I want you back? Was she just jealous that you were getting a this little gig? bit? It, it was a little bit like it, it, there was self-preservation. It was a little bit like, oh, but what if what if we might maybe talk and work out again? <clears throat> and um, yeah, I was pretty much set on on going at that point. So th- there was there was no reconciliation happening. Amazing. And if I may. Uh, so what like how old were you when you got that call from LinkedIn or that message from LinkedIn? Twenty nine. OK. And how old are you now? Yeah. 33. It's been a minute. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so the season, season aired three years ago. Oh, super recent. Okay. And in Bachelor World, that's not recent. That's a, that's a million years ago in Bachelor World. 
that's fair enough, I suppose. So, and and now we're, I know Michael had mentioned Bachelor in Paradise. Were you on that as well? I was. They asked me back for some reason. And are there like gigs ongoing that like you you could see yourself going to, or other shows, or just like actual like you know um, sort of like events that you attend like on behalf of like that bachelor, Bachelorette franchise? Immediately afterwards, yes. The moment the new guys, you know, the new crop of guys pop up, and there's you know, new guys on your screen and the new Bachelorette cast, you're pretty much forgotten in that capacity. Um, if you want to stay relevant in the space, it's kind of sad, if I'm be honest. Like, you got to do show after show after show, and it's just not a lifestyle that that I wanted to maintain. Um, it's fun, don't get me wrong. The DMs I've gotten have been hilarious and awesome as a single as a single guy. Um, and so awesome. there, are, there are perks to the gig, but it's you kind of sell your soul a little bit, if I'm being honest, to, to be like a reality star, to have to do that every few months to maintain that, that, that popularity. Cause it is so fleeting. Um, it just, it wasn't for me. I mean, I've got, you know, I've, I've got like an advanced degree for a reason. I didn't necessarily want to do that forever, but dude, it was so fucking fun. I, I, I would, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I totally would it's such a cool experience. And I don't know if it, if it's necessarily like put me in a position to be successful in my career, but there is something to be said about someone going, wait a minute, aren't you Iggy from the show in a meeting and just have it be like, you, you've got this, like this, this sort of like elevated, you know, notion about yourself from other people every now and then. And, and it does kind of help like ease the tension or break the ice a little bit. So I, I, I'll take it. I, I had a great time. Yeah. I mean, it's a built-in conversation piece and it's also exactly. an amazing way yeah. for people to remember you and distinguish you among so many other people that they might meet in a day, a week, a month. The only downside to that is you have to, I think there's such a, such a stigma about the bachelor community that it's almost a detriment sometimes. It's like you were on the show, so you must be like a dumb guy, right? Yeah. Like, like you must be kind of like a, like a dumb, handsome guy. And I'll take the second part. I was going to say, you know, you got to work against that a little bit. That's interesting because I think you're right. I never thought of this, but the, just the idea that you had your MBA before you even went on this show, I think is probably not something people would assume that, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I have uh, just a couple more questions. So when okay. you got, when you got on the show, like when you actually arrived on the show and you go through like a day or two of production, I don't want you to sell out the show at all, but is there something like, like my wife watches the, you know, the bachelorette and the bachelor, like, is there something that would be like fun for her to know that like sort of happens on the show that like, isn't, you know, sensitive, you know, information, but that, you know, you could sort of tell the, the fans or the audience. Yeah. So it, 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 the first week's really tough. They tell you that you're going to be on the show for a minimum of four days, a maximum of nine weeks the first four days you're locked in a hotel room and you cannot leave. There is no wow. TV. There is no radio. There is nothing to communicate to the outside world. They take your phone, which is the experience the entire time. So you have no TV, no radio, no, no, no internet, no computer, no phone, no nothing. You're locked in a room for three days because they're talking about the show on TV. So if you watch something on TV and, and you, you haven't seen any other competitors yet, you know, you don't really know what the environment's like. You don't know what the narrative for the show is like. So, mm you're basically locked in a room for three days. You get 30 minutes to go work out every day. And that's, that's your, that's how you are outside in the world. You go absolutely stir crazy. Imagine being in a box for three straight days with this built up anticipation every single day about something happening. The first time that you see anyone else, you in your, you're in your suits, 
and you're walking into the limo and you're being limoed up to the house and it, it just it starts like it starts immediately whoa and that walk that when you open the door to the, from that limo that walk to go see the girl it might as it's like 90 feet right maybe 90 feet it feels like a mile and a half i blacked out no one remembers what they said everyone just completely blacks out during that moment all of a sudden you're in the house and there's a drink in your hand and you're drunk and you're in it it happens immediately it's weird wow that's super interesting so it, it you know, I was having a conversation with actually, um, do you know who Chris Cody is, I Iggy, from the Dan Levitard show? Um, so anyway, he's he's one of the guys on the show. We were literally having this conversation today, and I want to ask you, and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll end my questioning on this, and I don't know if, Michael, you have any follow-up. But so, you know, we were talking about how people kind of like think they're in love when they're on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like immediately. And, and to people onlookers, to people watching TV, you know, most like rational people are thinking, well, how could you possibly be in love? It's been like three days or two weeks or, you know, a month, like most people just can't really process that idea. But, you know, now that you say how isolated you are and how you have no outside media, no outside anything, I mean, your entire world is, in your case, is this like this one girl that is, you know, trying to find her man. And, mm -hmm. I, and I'm wondering, it, does that lend itself to like not even understanding that there's an outside world anymore and you're just so kind of like boxed in and your reality is so, you know, narrow that, that it lends itself to like, really like falling for a person. Um, y yes is the answer. And I usually explain it like this. Number one, the show is, it isn't necessarily based in logic, right? <laughs> the whole show is, is intended to create scenarios where your emotions get the better of you. And, and I, I always communicate it like this, like, so see what's, what's the last first date you went on? What'd you do? Where'd you go? I'm asking you. Oh, uh, I went the last first date. I went to a bar to watch football with my now wife. Uh, brunch, Amazing. Actually. Drinks were involved. Imagine, imagine if your first date was someone putting you on a private jet to Napa where they had the creators of Camus come down and give you a horseback ride through the vineyard, talked about the wine. You went back, had a, had a sunset picnic on this beautiful ridge overlooking this winery, drinking wine with this person engaging so intimately for the first time. Can you imagine even having that experience? There's no fucking way you don't feel something yeah. when that happens. The environment is so, I don't care if it was me and fucking Michael, I'd be like, dude, dude the flannel's not bad. Thank you. They curate the environment so well for you to feel something. And, and quite candidly, you know, every guy that goes on there, we're all kind of this, like, we're athletic kind of, we're competitive, like, and nobody wants to get kicked off. You want you want to win. Yeah, or, or you at least you you don't want to win. You don't, but you don't want to lose. Yeah. You don't want to go home. You know, like like we're competing now, and so right. you kind you kind of will yourself to feel to feel the stuff, and they put you in an environment where it makes it really easy to feel stuff. And by the way, you're hammered drunk from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. It's a producer's job, man. That with that context, it all like kind of falls mm -hmm. into place. It, it actually makes quite a lot of sense. Interesting. It's amazing. I think I look good in this flannel, by the way. I think you look great, pal. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Maybe we I abstain from time. voting. We should. I'll, we should go to Napa. Sia will get us a private jet. It'll be great. Um, Iggy, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Sorry you missed your workout. But I love it. It was fun. Hopefully, uh, we expect to have you back again soon. It was an absolute blast. We appreciate you again. One more time. I'll take the blame for it, but it's at Iggy underscore Rodriguez um, for uh, the social medias. Obviously, you can find Sia Najad as well at Sia Najad. You can find me at Michael Raziel One. Make sure to follow us at Wind Daily Sports. For Iggy, 
Orsia for the Wind Daily Sports family. For myself, we hope you make it a very profitable week six of the NFL. Yeah.